It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Star League to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. Welcome to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with my co-host, Jared Riley. Hello, everyone. And our other co-host, Alex Moreau. What up? Moreau. Close enough. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it was daylight savings time this past weekend, and I uh, hope you guys weren't triggered by the daylight savings time change. If you were like me, you didn't even notice it. Until the next morning. Nice thing is now... Phones automatically change. It's not a big deal anymore. Like your phone, your computer, it all just changes. Yeah. Back in my day, you had to manually change that shit. I remember oh, we had to reset awful. the sundial. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <That's> bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, it was funny because uh, uh, on Tumblr this past weekend, uh, I don't know if it, the listeners are familiar with Tumblr. Probably are. I wasn't until just recently, thanks to uh, one of our new team member sarah uh with what tumblr was and what the hell goes on there um she did you no, no favors with that no i know it just makes me angrier and angrier now knowing these people actually exist and they're real uh it's just like a you know a bunch of the social justice warrior types only 10 times crazier and uh a lot weirder i will say though that it depends on what you go there for really like what's what's okay there like i don't subscribe to any social justice warriors there but there's an awful lot of like great art and porn on my newsfeed. So <laughs> it has its uses. Really, a porn on your newsfeed? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, wow. your Tumblr Exciting. feed can have so many boobies in it. Like, it's great. <laughs> well, it's I just, you know, you can get away with porn on your, like, your newsfeed as a girl. As, as a guy, you know, people would just harass you for that, I think. <laughs> I, I find know. that offensive, you know. Yeah, Jared's very offended. Jared, offended. You know Jared. He's, he's just very delicate. Very straight-laced. And- <laughs> so, yeah, I guess Tumblr is just a blog site, right? It's just a blogging platform. Is that yeah, what it's pretty like? Much. Image blog. Image blog, like a cross between Instagram and, and blogger kind of. I don't know. Yeah, sort of. The format isn't really, uh, it's not really conducive to very long texts. Okay. So, so you can have text posts, but they're usually no, no longer than a couple of paragraphs. Okay. Okay, cool. So um, all these people, all these uh, Tumblrinas, as I guess they're called, were posting trigger warnings saying, hey guys, be careful. I uh, just want to remind you that the time's going to jump ahead an hour tonight. Don't worry, you're not disassociating or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like legit trigger warnings. I uh, suppose their first daylight savings time ever. Yeah. People who have like issues, like undiagnosed time disorders, were like all worried about it and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like some of us have a hard enough time keeping track of time <laughs> without daylight savings time. Oh, shit. Which president enacted daylight savings time? It's probably a fucking Republican, right? Uh, right. <clears throat> well, right, uh, guys. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Was it that far back? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, actually, I don't know the president. No, no, no. Did it, though I think it might have been. It wasn't uh, until like the 30s or something. <clears throat> I don't fucking know. It might have been Roosevelt. <laughs> well, I know it was one of those evil Republicans, whoever it was. Roosevelt was a Democrat. Shit. 
<laughs> well, okay. the second one was. The first one wasn't. So, in actual like gaming stuff happening, um, in the next day or two, or even already, um, Grand Theft Auto Heist Mode for Grand Theft Auto Online is being released or has been released. It was like released early or something on some platforms. I think it actually just came out either today or yesterday. Today being Tuesday, the day we record this podcast. So. When you're listening, might be Wednesday or Thursday. Who knows? Uh, okay, so it just just came out, and uh, I played through all of Grand Theft Auto Five. I loved it. I thought it was a great game, and I really didn't like Grand Theft Auto Four. So um, by comparison, I thought it was a much much better game. I haven't yeah. played that series since uh, Vice City. Yeah, Vice- it's been since like San Andreas for me. <laughs> really, San Andreas was a solid game. It was weird, but it was good. Um, Vice City, I liked it, and the story was good. But my problem with it. Uh, the re- replayability wasn't there because the map was too flat. Oh, we had so much fun playing that game, though. Don't we you remember? We jumped things with the Faggios. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best vehicle in that game. Oh, my God. I can't believe they still have Faggios in the new one. I love like the Faggio. All the, all, the, all, the, all, the all the politically correct people have not won that battle on the Faggio. So. No. <laughs> um, so I played uh, Grand Theft Auto online briefly after I was done beating the main game um, last year for the 360. And uh, I don't know. It was fun. I just never really got super into it. Um, I might have if I like knew other people who played it. But uh, yeah, same here. Did you play Grand Theft Auto Five? No, I haven't even played Five yet. I haven't had very much interest in the series for a very long time. But reading up on the heist actually kind of piques my interest. I like heist games, and Grand Theft Auto never really seemed to encourage cooperative play. But the heist um, seems like a great way to hang out with your friends and. Do some cool stuff in game. Yeah. Um, so there's a heist mode in the single player. It is basically, uh, well, heist mode. Basically, what it is is that uh, you take on several missions before the main mission to like gather supplies or get this vehicle or do this or that um, or sur- or do some surveillance on the target. How does it work in the online mode? Like, what was the gist of how it works? Is it just one big mission or um, many small missions from the look of things? Um, that lead up to obviously the actual heist. Uh, you uh, partner up with up to four people. Okay. Um, there's no requirements for who you uh, invite to your heist group, except that the leader has to be at least rank 12, and you have to have a substantial amount of money to get a heist going because the leader also funds the whole project, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it makes you sort of invested in your little virtual heist. Well, one thing I know is that they've been working on this um, since the first version of this game was released for the PS3 and 360 um, a couple of years ago or, or a year ago. Ah, losing track of time. I'm, all, I'm disassociating. <laughs> it's daylight savings time. <laughs> Shit. Um, so this is not this, some like tacked on mode. They've been working hard on this and put a lot of resources into it for a long time. So Yeah, it seems really well polished. Um, it's four gigs for any next gen consoles like. 1.2 gigs to download if you're still working with 360 or PS3. Um, there is a fair warning that it is supposed to be a quote-unquote elite challenge. So it's supposed to be very hard. You have to plan it very carefully, and you want to assemble a really solid team in order to do this. And you will actually receive bonuses if you complete all the small missions with the same team. Yeah. So uh, it's a great idea to find like actual real-life friends to yeah. play this game with. <laughs> if you have those, <laughs> How some many of us people, might have a harder time finding those. Is it four people's the max? Is that is that what it is? Or did, yes. Did you see that? Four people. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I can find four people I know who would want to do that with me. 
Right? It's hard in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. You can't even do split screen co-op on most next gen consoles anymore. That's oh, bullshit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Split screen is a is a lost lost. Uh, we need to bring it back. I know. The only but only console that still does it is Nintendo because they haven't got their shit together for online. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, I hope that uh, uh, I can check that out at some point. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's all these people out there who have all these online friends they play games with. Like they've made friends online and play games with them. Number one, I really don't want to make friends online. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I did, I don't know if I want to play games with them. So uh, this is not really. It's, it's hard. Hard to find people you know who have the time. Um, and whatnot. I wish I was a teenager again, so I could you know find people from school to play. Yeah, I used to have tons of people to play. Oh yeah, online with like ten years ago. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Now everybody has jobs and everybody's kids and shit. Like, who the fuck works or has kids? It's bullshit. Yeah, Jared, it's you're weird. right. It's weird. <laughs> I have to, to put me. like a really sad post in the Bellingham subreddit. Like, does anybody want to play Grand Theft Auto with me? Please. <laughs> That's the thing is, I don't, I don't want to find some random dude. Like, I want to like you know play with you know my brother who I can make fun of and who I know is good at games and doesn't suck and you know. If it's hard, I want a solid team. I so, will say that um, if you're trying the heist, I poked around and tried to get hints for like how to pull off a good heist. Yeah, I heavily recommend picking up some suppressed weapons, um, some automatic RPGs, and at least one four-door armored vehicle. Mm. Don't try going into this with like a baseball bat and sheer will. And a Foggio. That's what I would do. I would just. <laughs> I can't ride anything other than a Foggio. That's I'm true. Sorry, Jared actually would seriously insist on. Riding a Foggio. Like, we'd all be in the armored car. He'd be trailing behind in the Foggio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be even better. Um, you can kind of assign... If you're the leader of the group, you can assign roles to the people who are in your party. Yeah. And, like, one of the many used roles is uh, the getaway driver. Oh, nice. It's like you assign Jared as the getaway driver, and he shows up in his Foggio. <laughs> like, get on the back. Let's go. <laughs> like, if you could, like, attach, like, a trailer to, like, a Foggio and pull people in it, that'd be the best. <laughs> Actually, if that feature isn't in heist mode, I, I'm not even gonna <laughs> consider it. <laughs> I just decide which persons you know I want to live the, the most at that point. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You have one other person on there, probably. Yeah. yeah. Make uh, them fight for the bitch seat in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, that was kind of newsy, so we might as well get on with this week's gaming news. So, Alex, what do you have that you want to talk about in terms of gaming news this week? Oh, there's so much to talk about. Um, really big on our list is Rock Band 4 has been confirmed. Right on. Sweet. What's, what consoles is that coming for? I think it's just going to come to all the next gens. Okay. But um, there's actually not too much information about it out there yet, except that uh, DLC from previous generations of consoles is supposed to carry over. Oh, nice. So uh, I think there was some sort of absurd number. Like, there's... 2,000 songs worth of DLC or something that can port over. So uh, if you have invested that money, you can bring it with you. That's cool. Man, I had a lot of fun playing that back in the day, but back in the day being like (laughs) six years ago. I have that for (laughs) PlayStation 2. Really? Yeah. So it's really... I'm not going to be able to play that on any next-gen consoles, that's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, using your current... With all my my, my gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that gear costs like hundreds... Well, maybe like $150 or so. That was one thing that I was thinking about when they announced this is there are going to be so many people scrambling for guitars again. And I hope that they are better about supply than they were the first, um, not the first time Rock Band came out, but um, when Rock Band 3 came out, there was some sort of weird supply shortage. That was back when I was working at GameStop and people were just up in arms about it. So if Rock Band 4 (laughs) is coming out... Please, for the love of God, stock up on some drum sets, people. 
um, was it was it the drum set that was in low to, low supply? Oh yeah, drum set was like highest demand, lowest supply because it was a real pain in the dick to pack up and carry around, mm. and so we would only have like five in stock at a time. And come Christmas, we were requested to have like ten million. Right, right. <laughs> I don't like the drums. <laughs> is, that, is that an accurate number? 10 million? <laughs> oh yeah, ten million. That's not hyperbole at all. Um, I would never. I guess that makes sense because you know if you have a guitar, you can take your guitar to your friend's house, but. It takes actual effort to pack up that drum set. Everyone wants their own drum set. Yeah, that makes sense. And really. it was like the most sweet instrument to play, in my opinion. So. No, I hate oh, the Oh, thank drums. you. You're like the, the first drums. person I've met who thinks that. I fucking love drums. <laughs> it was the most amazing thing. <laughs> no, no. It's all about the singing. No, you were like... <laughs> okay, the singing is pretty great. Singing was only cool if you could do it while playing that little guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was when it was cool. Also, primarily for things like living on a prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's cool. I, I really had a lot of fun with that game, but it kind of just dropped off. Like yeah. it's, people's kind of just okay. I've had enough rock band for one life, and so I'm wondering if it's going to have success when it comes back. I feel like a part of the issue, like why it dropped off, was just because they were shelling out so many games so frequently that people just got kind of sick with. Well, it was getting like obnoxious. Yeah, they're yeah. like, we have Beatles rock band and Green Day rock band, mm, yeah. and God. yeah. The, well, before Rock Band, there was Guitar Hero. And I know there was Guitar Hero after Rock Band too, but that was mainly what I played. I, I only ever played Rock Band over at people's houses and stuff. I, I always had Guitar Hero. And the timing for the guitars was ever so slightly different between the two games. Really? Yeah. Did that really mess with your head? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that different. I was like this amazing guitar player in Guitar Hero, and then Rock Band, I was just fumbling all over the place. You're like a half step off. They're like, this Ben guy is really shitty. Yeah, yeah. He needs to get his stuff <laughs> The together. game was like telling me like, fuck you, what are you doing, you know? <laughs> I felt that Rock Band had a little harder with uh, guitars. It was a little more difficult. That's probably because you were used to Guitar Hero, I'm telling you. I time. wasn't used to Guitar Hero, though. Oh, shut up. I, I played Rock Band first. No, you, you, you were used to Guitar Hero. <laughs> I really You're suck right. at everything <laughs> rhythm based, thinking? so. You suck at guitar? Oh, I suck at everything rhythm-based. Oh, so, so you weren't good at drums either. <laughs> it didn't either. matter for me. I wasn't good at them, no. I just had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was like 99% spirit for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, you know, also, uh, since then, they've come out with this game um, called Rocksmith. It's less of a game and more of a way to teach you the guitar. Oh, yeah. And uh, I got that for my wife a couple of years ago, the 361, and... It's, it was so fun. Like I, I've never played guitar before, but it's actually way more fun playing real guitar in a game that was kind of designed like that, um, where you, the notes pop up on screen and stuff. And so, I mean, the thought of going back to Rock Band, like I'd, I'd probably go back and play some drums, but playing the real guitar is so fucking fun in Rocksmith. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to play a little plastic guitar anymore. Sure you would. I really? wish they had different yeah. versions of Rocksmith for different instruments because I'm not too keen on learning how to play an actual guitar. I don't yeah. play the toy guitar, but... <laughs> If they had Rocksmith for something like drums, I'd be yeah. all up in that. Yeah. No, that, that's uh, that's a good idea, actually, because that, that'd be kind of fun. And, and like, like you say, I mean, it would work uh, just as well. Um, but I think Rocksmith, the new one, which I bought for Christmas, but I have not played yet. What is it? March? <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, you can do um, guitar and bass and like do two players at the same time. Apparently. Oh, nice. oh that's cool. So Bass uh, is fun. Yeah. So I've been wanting to pick up a bass so I can play that with my wife and... Have some, you know, bonding time and whatnot playing Rocksmith. So, uh, what else is in the news? Uh, let's see here. Uh, new Sid Meier game coming out later this week. Uh huh. Sid Meier Starships. Okay, so what is this? Because I, I watched a lot of the video, and it's not like an add on for that um, 
shit, what is the name of the game? Beyond, Beyond Earth. Beyond Earth. Thank you. Oh. That game yeah. is just a uh, Civilization V clone, by the way. Right. No, I know that. Yeah. I didn't hear. I didn't hear super great things about it. But so it's not an add-on for Beyond Earth. So it's a standalone game. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an add-on actually before I started poking around. But upon doing more research, it looks entirely different, and I think it's much more up my alley. It's a sort of like a, oh gosh, I don't know how to describe um, this sort of genre. It's turn-based, okay. but the battlefield is laid laid out in tiles, right? Like Final Fantasy Tactics style, like a like the hexagon tiles. Exactly, the yeah. hexagon tiles. Um, a lot of companies seem to be doing that these days, and I'm pretty pumped for it. But um, yeah, it's just you own your own um, fleet. You're trying to expand your empire. Yeah. You can customize your fleet. Looks pretty great. Uh, Jared, back in the day, you had a game that we both really liked for a while. It's a PC game. It's kind of obscure. Oh, it was um, it was based on like the Panzer General engine. Yeah, yeah. Star General. Star General. It looked a lot like that from what I saw. <clears throat> well, it's not too much like that. Really? Yeah. It's been so long since I played Star General, so... I guess the hexagon map is what really looks similar. The battle system, uh, yes, is probably a little bit similar. Okay. But uh, I don't know. What, I, I, do actually, I don't think this game's going to be that great. I, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna, it's, it's going to have like a re- lot of replayability value to it because it looks like it'll be boring after, you know, the first couple times dying. <laughs> okay. So Possibly. Uh, it's not a full-price game either. It's like a $15 game on Steam, right? Yeah, but it's got a lot going for it for a $15 game. Like I actually I was watching... Um, a lot of gameplay for it. And I think it has plenty of replayability just because of the amount of customization that you can do for your fleet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Oh, that's the big thing. It's kind of like yeah. Spore where you can really customize your ship. Just, you know, right? And it's like your tactics are entirely dependent upon what you do for your fleet. So you can replay it with different strategies like five different times and have entirely different outcomes. Or you could be like, you could even go for like a more diplomatic route and not yeah. really even put all your eggs into the war basket, you can sort of try and create peace between planets. Okay. So. Cool. That sounds, uh, I don't know. I'm going to try it. I'm going to buy it for $15 on Steam. What, I mean, that's yeah, I'll probably try You're gonna it try well. it? You're going to buy it? Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to buy it. I'm not going to try it. I'm just going to buy it. You know, it's funny because uh, people, one of the things, uh, I have a $15 game on Steam, and one of the things I see all the time are people who like write posts like, so is this game worth it, guys? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fuck you. How much can you, you know, first of all, if you're agonizing over $15, you probably shouldn't be spending that $15. Just, just. That's the kind of person I am. Right. Just agonizing. So agonize over it. Well, or also the, you know, the big ones, the, uh, the big agonizers come in during the Steam sales when it's like 50% off. So should I spend seven fifty on this? And oh yeah, that's annoying. Oh, I agonize just because that's a slippery, slippery slope. No, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. However, it's the whole point. The whole like coming on somewhere and asking this question: Is this worth it? It's always pissed me off because it's like how you can Google this shit. You can watch hours and hours of video. You can watch. You can read a bunch of reviews. Oh yeah. Do you have to come on a forum and ask: Is it worth it? You know. People even ask that when your game was 75% off. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like the cheaper it gets, the stingier people get with their money. Yeah. Because you're going after the... They'll know. really complain if it uh, if it's free. That, that's, oh. that's when you're going to get a lot of bitching. <laughs> the game was free to play for a long time. And yeah, the worst complainers were the ones who never paid a dime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, next next news story. What do you got? <laughs> uh, let me see here. Do, 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 do. 
There is another expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen coming out. Okay. June twenty third. Another expansion. Guys. So there's been an expansion already. Oh, not really. Sorry, I shouldn't say another. <laughs> this is their first official expansion, but they've had a couple of really huge patches. And right they, to make it not suck. Pretty it, much. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like they entirely redid a lot of aspects of the game. So this is the first official expansion for okay. the game. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And what's uh, what's big? Is there anything atypical that we would wouldn't typically see in an MMO expansion, or is it all par for course? Honestly, it's pretty par for course. They've got a few additional jobs that are um, joining the current cast, so they've got three new jobs. Um, I think the world is expanding by about fifty percent. So you have all the current maps, and then there's an additional like fifty percent of the game Sounds to like explore. A continent almost they're adding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be pretty huge. I think it is actually a continent. Um, you can use flying mounts, and they've added a couple of little tiny mini games. It's a sort of pre-expansion bonus for current players. Okay. So they've added a couple of events like um, the Golden Saucer. If you guys remember that, you got Chocobo racing now in game. Okay. So you can breed and train and race chocobos and then race them in game. Wait, wait, so they they race automatically or you race the, you like ride them? Oh, you race them. Oh, nice. <laughs> so nice. the golden saucer in this game from Final Fantasy 7? Yeah. Is this in the same world? No, it's not in that chocobos very special way all... that Final Fantasy works. Yeah, <laughs> chocobos are in all the worlds. There yeah, are but a... no, but the golden saucer, that's like a actually like casino thing from Final Fantasy 7. Oh, whatever. Yeah, they've added the whole casino. Um, they have a couple Bullshit. of nods to a ton of the more popular Final Fantasy games. Like, there are a lot of little nods to Final Fantasy 7. Is there a guy named Sid? 10. I haven't seen a guy named Sid yet, but a couple of little references. Is there a Bigs and Wedge or whatever? <laughs> I, I doubt they have actual characters and more just sort of... No, they can't add actual characters. because, And they actually said that they weren't going to like bring back Cloud or Sephiroth because they don't want like all the diehard fans bitching about it. Yep. Like, you're misrepresenting these characters and extorting them for monetary gain. And then there's, like, foaming at the mouth and, like... Says all the people who would go out day one and buy anything, any game that had anything to do with either of those characters. Guarantee it. All the people... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Those those characters are lame, but they've always had, in every single Final Fantasy, certain characters. Like, they've always had a Sid. They've always had a Biggs and Wedge Uh, reference. Oh, they have? Yeah. Oh, well, you know more about that game than I do, then. Yeah. Okay. Huh. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped for it. All of us are pretty pumped for it. We're like, oh my god, it's like we're a real game. We're getting there. Uh, is that like a standard MMO? Like like wow. Um, it's standard in a lot of ways, but it's also a little bit. It's taking a couple of MMO risks. Like it's breaking the formula a little bit with crafting and making it a more like um, important aspect of the game. Because yeah. in other MMOs, you can go raiding to get your gear. Like, that's the... You have to do, like, either PvP or raiding to get, like, top-tier shit. Yeah. But in Final Fantasy, a lot of that you have to make. Oh, which okay. is actually great, because crafting just seemed really extraneous and dumb and time-consuming in other games. But now, it's dumb and time-consuming and important. Gotcha. <laughs> I, think, I think I would hate this game, then. You know what? I actually liked crafting a lot in... I uh, hate crafting. In, in WoW. I loved crafting. I was a tailor. I'm a, awesome. I do I gathering profession. Nice. Sailor Enchanter. And nice. I sell stacks of like things I gather. That's how I make money in, in MMOs. But the thing is, you can you can be a crafter and sell stacks of shit and still make like even though you're buying stacks too, 
if you know how to work the market, you can still be profitable. Well, I know oh, how yeah. to work the market. Come on. Oh, no. Oh, I know you do. Me <laughs> and the people I'm playing with are working the market like crazy. Like, one of the guys that I play with is an accountant, and he's got, like, a full spreadsheet to keep track of, like, the stacks that he's been selling the market and how much Shit. they're going for and who he needs to buy out. So we're getting pretty in- invested. Well, that's just going um, too far. He's one, of those, he's one of those guys who probably fucking, like, I would see a stack of, you know, uh, silk cloth for... 10% of the price it should be selling for on WoW and I'd try to buy up as much as possible. He's the kind of guy who would have been on there trying to fight me to buy that faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Because he, that's a, he's a little more hardcore than I was with the spreadsheet. But Oh, yeah. He's a lot more hardcore than I am with his spreadsheets. I admire the spreadsheet. Uh, no, that's, 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 that's hardcore enough with my graphing calculator uh, doing stuff on Star Wars. <laughs> Gra- does it have to be a graphing so I'm, I'm just trying to you know calculate all the... Uh, like, like the price per unit and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you could use a regular calculator for that. Yeah. We you just happen a to big have a big-ass calculator. <laughs> okay, gosh. Oh, I will legit. throw it out there, too. The crafting system is different from, like, World of Warcraft, um, Knights of the Old Republic, like, or Star Wars Galaxies, all that kind of stuff. Because um, instead of it just being, like, an automatic process, yeah. instead of just, like, creating, like, just clicking a button and having your character automatically create um, item after item for, like, hours on end, you have to... Um, create it yourself if you want it to be a high quality item. That's a big thing that sets it apart is that you can have normal quality items that will sell for notably less and have much weaker stats or you can very carefully use your abilities and your timing to create like high quality shit that will sell for like three times the price of normal quality stuff. Oh, okay. So if you're crafting like for yourself or your buddies, you're going to put like a lot more time and effort into the little it's like it's almost like a little real-time event um, to create their stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. I just like to kill monsters and have them drop shit for me. That's my favorite thing. Okay. Well. It is pretty <laughs> gratifying in that game, too, because most of the monsters are huge. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's... Do you have, like, one more news story for us? Um, let's see Out here. of your selection <laughs> of news stories that you want to talk about? Um, we could talk about NVIDIA. Sure. NVIDIA. Let's do it. They're up to stuff lately. This is the, this is the oh, PC, really? PC graphics card maker. Yeah, apparently they have um, announced a sort of console equivalent they're going to be releasing. So is it a Steam box? I hesitate to call it like a, even like a console because it's um it's kind of like a Steam box, but it's also like Apple TV. Like it's just one of those um it's a piece of equipment more prone to streaming than like you don't insert discs into it or okay. Anything. So so uh, does it run? Than like the Android OS or it something. It does run the Android OS, and um, the games that you can play on it are only games that are available on Android okay, or through okay. their new service. So it's service. a streaming box. Then, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, that's sort of cool, I guess. I mean, but those exist already, so yeah. it's not really a big, a big thing, right? Yeah. Well, it's a big thing to some people. I feel like there's a very like niche part of the gaming community that's getting like extremely excited about this. It's not because it's but, not mainstream. But why it, are they excited? You know, it's the same stupid crowd that's excited about Ouya. Those stupid fuckers. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's a little bit, ch- it's cheaper than the next-gen consoles, and it will be playing the same games. Okay. Like it, wait, no, wait, 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 what? It's cheaper than next-gen consoles. It'll be playing the same games? So, well, some of the same games. I don't know, uh, like, the games that have been listed for it so far that are going to come out on it or that are currently out for it, like, solid. Um... Or like Crisis Three, Borderlands, the prequel. Oh, so it's a legit. So it's actually not just like an Android streaming box. It actually has like it's almost like a standalone console, like a new console, right? 
it's okay. It's hard to explain um, something new. It is. Yeah. It's tough to explain because okay. it doesn't. You don't um, purchase the games and like download them directly onto the console from the sound of things. Oh, it sounds oh, like you have to stream oh. these games through. So it's their like service. PlayStation Now, where you have to stream the game. Like it's it's being. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. You're streaming it through a system called the Grid. Gotcha. So okay. it's too complicated for me. I can't. No, no, no. I it's like it. it's like the game is being actually being run on a system. You know, on some server farm somewhere and they stream the image of it to you essentially i can't it handle it it's too complicated they keep on saying that they're <laughs> streaming these games with a um a super computer but they don't give any specs for said supercomputer. They they <laughs> get hardly give any specs for this thing at all from what i've read i will throw it out there that it costs two hundred dollars so personally i'm gonna pass on it yeah. doesn't sound like my kind of bag yeah. that doesn't sound good that's a lot Mm-hmm. One mean, of its big selling points is like you can play all your favorite PC games, but on your TV. I'm like, I would much rather just be like curled up in the corner with my PC games on my desk. Yeah, and also, I mean, TV technically is pretty low resolution, so if you're a PC mm-hmm. gamer, you're not going to be very happy playing your... Wouldn't that destroy your bandwidth? Like, wouldn't you just cap Listen, out so fast? I have never understood the appeal of this. My brother says he plays on PlayStation now, and it was fine, but it just seems weird to me. It just seems too fucking weird. I, I don't know. It seems like more trouble than it's worth. My family is really big on like Apple TV and my brother's thing about getting the Steam machine and I I'll just pass on all that. Like I, I mean I have a streaming box or two. I mean like Roku and stuff. Um so I'm fine for streaming video, but I, I don't understand the whole streaming games thing and I don't understand uh like little Android boxes because I mean really, frankly, Android games are made for handheld systems. But if this has Borderlands, it's different. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, we're going to need some help dissecting all this. So uh, Most definitely. Let's uh, break and head into our halftime checkup with Sarah Peters. <laughs> all right. It's the halftime checkup with Sarah Peters. Who's Hello. here to tell us. Oh, don't, don't start yet. Who's <laughs> <laughs> here to tell us. Uh, well, I guess fact check our past segments. So, Sarah? Oh, hello. Uh, in today's fantastic fuck-ups, uh, first of all, we've got um, everything, by the way, on Tumblr does turn to porn. It's a well-known golden rule of blogging on Tumblr, and there's no escape from it. Everything turns to porn. Everything turns to porn. There's no escape. doesn't matter if you're following a puppy blog. Yeah, that goes against everything I stand for. It does. Yeah. yeah. Again, All my values. Jared just has very lot, strong, strong values when it comes to porn. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. And as far as the daylight savings time goes, it was enacted by Franklin Roosevelt um, yeah. in 1942, and he called it wartime. It was enacted for the war, and later on, states were able to determine their own daylight savings time. All right. So, I got that right. Sweet. There you go. I just pulled yeah. that out of my ass. You said too. Ben Franklin at first. Yeah, and no, I but Ben Franklin actually uh, came up with the concept. He came up with the concept, but it wasn't legally enacted until Roosevelt. Well, okay, you know right. oh, okay, you know what? Fair enough. What's up? I'm gonna give you kudos on this one. I'm not gonna fight you. All right. Why do you know so much about this? Because I fucking hate daylight savings time. <laughs> You're like, I hate this so much. This I triggers need to know my every triggered by daylight savings time. I have a very precise inner clock, by the way. <laughs> Like, if I need to wake up at 627 in the morning, I will wake up at 626. I, I mean, I do, too. Like, but 
Exactly. And people well, get jealous. They're like, why don't you have a clock? I know. Everyone's so fucking jelly about you know <laughs> these sweet internal clocks that we have. I mean, I have a very exact clock, too. It just works like an hour later than it's supposed to. But it's very exact <laughs> about that. Exactly right. an hour late. All right. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, shut up, Alex. Move. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking punk. Okay. Moving on. Uh, GTA 5 heist mode was actually, it was released on March 10th. So... Is that today? Yes, that is today. That is today. Today time. Uh, It promotes finding real life friends. We went over that, which I think is hard to do for some of us here in this room. Um, All of us here in this room. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'll admit it. How do you make friends when you turn like, well, after college, how the fuck do you make friends? I don't know. Oh, I do know. I have an answer to this. Okay. You find like people interested in similar things to you. On like the internet, and then you go seek out those people. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Craigslist. Anything that begins with the internet ends in just bad things. No, yeah, okay, it did. You bump well, into actually, them. I've had an experience with that. I was into Supernatural, looked up Seattle Supernatural group in Seattle. Yeah. And they have events every month or so, and I started going to some of those. Kind of got a friendship group going on there. Yeah. Bitch turned out to be crazy that ran the thing, kicked me out of the group, and we don't associate anymore. So that did okay, not so end well. Okay, your first problem was, uh, number one, anybody who actually forms a group for a fucking TV show, especially one which I have heard is a subpar supernatural, I wouldn't be able to say for myself. I don't know. Shots it was fired. okay. But like, I, I was really into it for a little while, and then I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I was like, what the hell was I doing with Supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Good like, call. But seriously, yeah. though, like, my favorite shows, like Firefly, Breaking Bad, yeah. I wouldn't, you couldn't drag me to a fucking group for those shows. I am the one who knocks. Like, it, it was an awkward low point in my life. And, <laughs> okay, and sorry. We don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind checking out a Doctor Who event at some point. Oh my god, that's probably the worst of the worst. I think that'd be funny. Whoa, that's no, gotta, no, 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 Don't go there. <laughs> don't then, go there. What? Then they're done that. Oh, okay, you've done, she's done that too. She's a Whovian. I'm, I'm not a Whovian. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, I, I watched like an episode here or there. I could never really get into it, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, it's never really appealed to me. I, I've I'm, watched I'm sure it's all fantastic. the newer seasons of it, and I still would not identify as a Whovian. <laughs> no shit. The people who are like really into Doctor Who never met one that I liked. Like, you want to talk like Tumblrina, like home base? It's like the supernatural Doctor Who Sherlock fandom. It's their home base. Huh. <laughs> yeah. It's their bread and butter. Yeah. Great. Great. Um. Also. Going back, bringing it back to the podcast here. Um, moving on to the rock band. It could definitely be something I think that could revive and bring back the franchise a little bit. Because um, it does become too much when each new band or each new couple songs that are added have to be an entirely new you know, add-on that you have to purchase. I think it's better if it was like, I don't know, something like, like iTunes or something where you, just, you add songs as you want. And yeah. That'd be fun. I feel like what killed it too, partially, was confusion in the market. Like, cause then Guitar Hero World Tour came out and it had its own drum set and its own blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, you have to make a decision at some point: which one am I gonna get, gonna get good at, and which one do my friends have? Yeah. And so it it's kind of so long as Guitar Hero doesn't come back as well, I think the Rock Band will have a better chance to be like the one, you know, game rhythm game you play with. Yeah, people. totally. Yeah, right. Okay, so I don't know exactly what we're talking about, but... Um, we're going... Still a strong rock band. 
You, you can go ahead and say, move on to the next thing. All right. Uh, next thing we talked about, I think, was starships. And you were oh, Sid Meier's starships. What? Sid Meier's starships. Not yes. Starship. <laughs> Sid Meier's starships. Talking about starships is a much different conversation than talking about Sid Meier's starships. That's yeah. actually pr- I'm, pretty true. I'm okay. just saying. Well, for those of you that don't know, Sid Meier is the creator of Civ, which apparently gives all these people a nerd. Are you bonus. serious? What? For reals? What? What? Okay. First of all, uh, what was the first Civ game you guys played? Or have you played two, maybe, or three? I think I got on with the first one. Like, I was tiny at the time, but I did play through part of the first one. The first one? Really? Yeah. Wow. How about you, Sarah? Have you played Civ? Civilization? (laughs) What? Nope. No. Okay. (laughs) I was much bigger on, like, Anno and stuff like that. See, Sid Meier, the thing is, I never played Civilization. I always knew about it. I never played it to much, much later, like Civilization 4. So. I didn't really get into it until later. I, think I, nev- I dropped off of it around three. Okay, I I never got into it until uh, Civilization Revolution for the Xbox One. Like it was like a dumbed down version of it that had lost a lot of complexity. Um. Anyway, Sid Meier has made some fucking awesome games. Um. Like back in the day of like DOS games, my favorite game was um. I had two favorite games, both by Sid Meier. Had his name attached. Uh, Railroad Tycoon. Maybe played that or one of the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> I've played some tycoon game before. Yeah, there's a lot of tycoon games. games. This is one of the first tycoon (laughs) games, Railroad Tycoon. Super awesome. And then uh, there's this old game that nobody remembers because nobody ever played it uh, by Microprose called B-17 Flying Fortress. I've heard of it. You're correct. I do not remember it. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) sorry. Just off on a little tangent. Didn't really mean anything. (laughs) But yeah, he's big shit. Like who else gets their name attached to their video game like that? I know, right? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. So the world has expanded with seven new areas is how much it's expanded. I, I mean, it's not too uh, specific on how much that's expanded, but uh, seven new like seven zones. new areas. Yeah, the zones can be um, like pretty varying in yeah, size. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, and that releases for anyone interested in that on June twenty third, two thousand fifteen, and it's going to be titled Heaven Sword. So Heaven Sword. Yes. Sword. Heaven's Ward. <laughs> heaven's Ward. It's Heaven's Ward as one word. Yeah. Heaven's so it's not Sword, it's Ward. Okay. All right. <laughs> heaven's Ward. All right. Heaven's Ward. Okay. Heaven's, All right. Heaven's Whatever ward. they want to do. It's terrible. And if there's a Chocobo <laughs> mini terrible. game system thing going on, okay, I'm going to tell you a thing. That's going to be all I do in all Final Fantasy games from here on out. I'm just going to take care of chocobos i'm gonna raise them i'm gonna race them i'm gonna love them cuddle them eat them feed them love them did you say that you're going to eat them no <laughs> i prefer moogles to chocobos oh are those the little like people things oh fuck yeah oh but okay. still my the little poofy guys with the balls on top of their heads right oh right. hell yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense those, <laughs> i'm those sorry moogles. chocobos where it's at nah you want to fight maybe <laughs> out back 10 minutes okay um also, crafting. What the fuck? Okay, no, no. You can't be forced to sit there and manually craft something. Okay, because what a, in these games, in these MMO games, the whole point is that you can be doing something kind of AFK while like crafting something for a billion hours. Okay, and you, and that's a good thing to you. Yes. And so you you don't want the active mini game. No, but it's not a game. No. It's so that you can completely troll and just 
AFK the shit out of like making your crafting stuff while you're like I don't know eating pizza and watching like Pretty Little Liars and but, crying your but, eyes out. Okay, <laughs> I will say though that you can also do that. Like I said earlier, there is it's called quick synthesis. It's basically where you do like the old school crafting where you no. can just like she said like walk off and do whatever. Ain't nobody goes, but you can't get like the top tier shit by doing that. I, I just I'm not gonna get to the point where I say hey by the way I want you to make this portion of your game of your game boring enough so I can do other stuff while I do it. That, that's basically what you just said. You want it to be boring and mindless enough. Just that portion can be boring. That way you can, you know, collect money, profit, and not put in effort. And it's beautiful. And it's why I escape from real life through video games. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways, that's all for you guys. All right, uh, cool. We'll uh, check back with you at the end of the show. Thank you, Sarah. All right. So uh, this is kind of a next segment of the show is kind of more free form. We just talk about whatever. Uh, for me, that whatever is uh, Nintendo news. Zelda, the Ocarina of Time 3DS. After I played Majora's Mask 3DS, I was, I was like, man, you know, I feel like playing Ocarina of Time now. It's fucking out of print. <laughs> it like went out of print in like December or January or something, meaning that they are not making cart- uh, copies of the cartridge anymore. Um, like definitively ever again? They're not going to do some sort of special anniversary edition sh- re-release? They might, bundle. but traditionally Nintendo doesn't do that. I mean, they really... Their games, like the Nintendo's first-party games, they go out of print and they typically don't come back. So And they become legends. <laughs> yeah, and they become expensive is what they become. Uh, if you want to get a, a brand new sealed copy, it's like 120 bucks right now. Really? Yep, and if you want to get a used copy that's in you know good condition or whatever, it's like eighty bucks. GameStop has them. If they have a used copy, they have them. You can get them for like forty five dollars, which is still which is still more than they sold for new. Really? So they've hiked up to forty five. Yeah, I thought that it was like against their policy to go above the original retail value, but they keep on surprising us (laughs) (laughs) every day. Well, that's still lower than anybody else right now. So that's um, true. I went on a so I. Wanted the cartridge. I, 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 you can download it from their eShop still, so you can get it. If oh you want. yeah, you but this like is like this is for collectors here. Y- yeah, right. Collectors well, are the only people who are going to shell out like hundred and thirty dollars for this game. <laughs> right. So uh, I wanted a cartridge. I wanted the, I used was fine with me. So this past weekend, I called around to GameStops to see if they had one in stock, and I ended up calling around to GameStops in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana. Uh, to see if they had it in stock, because then apparently you can get them to ship it to you if you can find the right person yeah, on the phone. Yeah, you so, can send it to the store. Right. And are they happy to do that, or are they pissed off to do that? It's like a... Eh, they're depends. pissed off, but they'll never tell you about it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, whatever, it's their job. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Uh, oh, no, it's not my job anymore. <laughs> no, I know, but it once was. So I, okay, so uh, I called around, and the and I, I looked online to see who had the used copy in stock or whatever, so I called those stores. I didn't like call every GameStop in those states. Anyway, uh, the stores that had it in stock, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, it says we have it in stock, but really we're preparing to ship it out to a different customer. So apparently a bunch of assholes over the country had the same idea I did. (laughs) Those dicks. Yeah, I know. What a bunch (laughs) of fucking dicks. (laughs) Doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, They just beat me to it. Um, So I I got in that mode where I was so determined. Like, I got in my head, I have to get this game now. It was totally irrational. It was like so. I almost, almost went on eBay and bought a copy for ninety bucks. And I was oh my like, god! I stopped myself. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I don't want to play this game that bad. And if I really did, I could download it. So I'm just gonna stop now. Don't you god, have now I'm GameCube pissed still? that I lost my copy though. Oh, you lost your copy? Say, I shouldn't say that I lost my copy. I 
loaned a bunch of my Ooh. 3DS games to a friend who never showed up again. Really? So I lost. Wait, how does a friend never show up again? Uh, just like falling out kind of thing. But um, they die. Oh no! <laughs> so you had a falling uh, out. You didn't ask for your games back. Did they're just like they're like oh, I don't have them. Oh, I'm like fuck. you don't have them. You don't have Fire Emblem Awakening, Ocarina oh. of Time for 3DS. You don't have a fucking Adventure Time. You don't have any of that. And they're like, no, I don't. I don't think so. Oh. You gotta check somewhere else. Is this person still around? <sighs> no, not really. We should hunt them down and just kill them. Not even get the games back. Just just kill, kill them. them. <laughs> yeah. Well, gamers must die, right? <laughs> Thieves must die. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Alex. I interrupted you. Oh, no, it's fine. That's pretty much the end of the story. I, I'm sad. My games are gone. Yeah, and you could have sold Ocarina of Time yeah, for shit. A, a pretty penny. I mean, I still wouldn't have sold it. I would have just stared at it fondly like, you're worth <laughs> right. like 150 something dollars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, any other uh, stuff on your mind from the past week, Alex, Jared? Well, I want to talk to you more about Nintendo. Okay, Because cool. you seem to have feelings about that last time we had our podcast, and I wanted to like poke into those and explore them. Explore those feelings? Yeah. You said that you were a game tester, <clears throat> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a while there, uh, I had just moved back from LA. I um, couldn't find work and needed the money. And so I got a, I believe a nine, no, $10 an hour, $10 an hour testing job. For three months for Nintendo. And uh, the reason the wage is, is significant because I took this job after having a much better paying job. So it was kind of like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm mm-hmm. unemployed. I have to take this job. Whatever. It was Nintendo testing. So that's why I took it. It was interesting. Something new, right? Yeah. Uh, and basically, Nintendo testing at the time I did it, um, which was the game. The main game I tested at the time was Pokemon Black for the DS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an original DS game. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> I've spent three months playing Pokemon and it fucking ruined my life. But that, that's that's separate. <laughs> you know what you should do? Tell a story about the Persian. The Persian? Yeah, remember your, your super-powered Persian? My super-powered Persian. Oh, I had a good Persian. Because you like you like do the system so in and out. And like There's like something special you could do with like a Persian. Yeah. You... <laughs> Persian had like the quick attack. And if you... I'm trying to remember what my strategy was. It was a really good fucking strategy. You just, did you say you destroyed all the other testers? For, no, no. After getting my ass kicked for a long time, I finally destroyed them. Because basically, here, here's the thing about Pokemon is that apparently I, I always thought I was pretty damn good because I always was, you know, one of the best Pokemon battlers in my high school. Because mm-hmm. I definitely played that game in high school and battled all the fucking time on the bus. Yeah, in like a little 10-person circle, <laughs> your top yes. dog. Yep, exactly. So I thought I was just the shit. With my fucking Gengar. I never use Mewtwo. I always thought Mewtwo well, use Don't was use lame. Mewtwo. No, don't use legendaries. Okay, Using good. legendaries Super is lame. lame. Using starters is like, that's questionable. Oh, I, I can deal with starters because as long as you only have one. Yeah. If you've like traded for other starters, that's lame. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. So, good. Glad we're on the same page. So, <laughs> these people had these strategies. Like, here I had my like totally like complete, well rounded team that I leveled up and blah, 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 blah. And then I play this fucking guy and. He uh, has this move that fucking poisons both him and my Pokemon, like mm-hmm. dramatically, like the bad poison, like the one that really wastes your health. But then his Pokemon's holding a fucking item that heals every time he gets poison damage. Yeah, I probably had leftovers. Yeah, so that killed me. I'm like, okay, well that's interesting, <laughs> but that's but no, it gets worse because then I played this guy who his Pokemon threw out these spikes on the ground that make like do some damage to your to your Pokemon whenever you bring a new one yeah, in. Yeah, every time you swap in and out. Okay, so I'm like, oh, that's kind of a 
okay, whatever. But then the motherfucker uses this other move. This is the first move guaranteed move that knocks your Pokemon out and brings a random one in from your party. Yep. Fucking cheesed my entire goddamn party. <laughs> I, are, I couldn't do anything. These are like really standard like competitive Pokemon moves. Okay, so like, I wasn't in that world. Yeah. And I got my mind fucking blown. <laughs> it'll it'll wreck you. <laughs> now, we're talking about testers, too, who have access. Literally, we had debug tools that let us create any Pokemon from any game, any TM, and they use these strategies. And just, it was so sad. Um, so anyway, but no, testing at Nintendo itself. Basically, the time I was there, uh, it was in this big building, this big flat building. This was basically rows and rows of cubicles. And what it was was the old Nintendo um, call center headquarters where, like, back in the day, if you called in the Nintendo hotline for, like, an, Inten- like an NES game mm-hmm. and got advice, like, this is where – these are the cubicles where they were at. And the people – basically, the way it worked is you have a bunch of just minions, basically, which is what I was, who are the game testers, um, usually, like, high school kids, college-age kids, some older people, but not many, um, who basically they're just, like, drones. And – they're assigned to teams led by a team leader. And the team leaders are usually guys who've been there for 20 years who were the Nintendo call guys back in the day. So that was kind of cool. Um, but you basically you show up in the morning, you punch in, and then stand in the line to get your DS and your ROM, they called it. This is whatever build of the game you're playing that day. And they run it like a fucking prison. Like you can't get up and go to the <laughs> bathroom unless you go up and ask for permission and hand off your ROM. Like you, like in the lunch breaks or because there's security cameras everywhere. Like you can't like leave certain areas and this and that um, before your lunch break. And Pokemon Black is serious business. Well, they don't, you know, they don't want anybody to steal the, the the whatever you're working on. You know? Oh, gotcha. So, so that's the big thing. But then they also treat everybody like kids because really they were kids. So, so, so in addition to like you know them like basically treating you like you're trying to escape, they also kind of just like talk down to you a lot and whatnot. It was just. It was just kind of shitty. I don't know. You just you just felt like a like a inmate, like in this row of cubicles. And anyway, yeah, that's what I hear about a lot of game testing experiences. I had one friend who was doing it for just like you know supplementary income, supplementary income for a while. Yeah, and he actually had to test dancing games for the Connect. No so way. He was fucking exhausted. He would end <laughs> a shift like his arms wouldn't want to move anymore, and he'd be like half acidly flailing in front of the camera, like. I can't Holy. even make points anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. It was, oh yeah. That's awesome. But by the end of it, he had some pretty sick moves. So you know what? Maybe there's something in there. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. Um, yeah, so that's different than my testing experience. Basically, I just sat on my ass. I got so bored of Pokemon. Literally, I beat the game oh, ten times. I don't know. Oh god. And and I just I hated myself. So in the game, there's like this little like thing where you can doodle your name card like on the bottom yeah. touch screen. You can. And there were days where I ended up sitting there just fucking doodling on that shit. On for, your name card? For hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> I needed something else to do other than play Pokemon. I Oh, God. It was it was just soul crushing. Oh, God. My friend who did the testing thing, he he did some sort of RPG to like an open world. And they specifically told him to like try to break the game. They're like, try to jump out of the area that you're in. Uh-huh. They wanted him to like find all the little... They wanted him to like try to sneak into all the little areas that he couldn't get into. So... He would spend like hours like pressing A up against walls yeah. to try and find like the glitch point where he could like fly <laughs> through it or something. Yeah. So uh, testing does not sound as fun as most people make it out to be. No, no, no. And 
really, I was testing a game that had already, already been released in Japan. So we weren't even looking for bugs. We were looking for translation errors and text errors and shit. Mm. So it was especially boring. And sick drawings on your name card. Yeah, sick drawings on <laughs> my name card. Um, but also for games. So I never really played a game um, while I was there that was really kind of, you know, beta. Mm. Um, but there was this weird um, hierarchy among the testers. There have been testers who have been there for a while. And they're like really good at finding bugs. So the better you were at finding bugs, the more badass you were. Not making this up. This is super like, and they're like brag about it. Oh yeah, I found so much bugs on that game. Like they talk about the past games they That's played. That's really and, weird, tiny culture. Oh <laughs> god, it was so weird. And then like one time, I was uh, like checking off that I had checked some text in a spreadsheet, and a, the leader, team leader, had said, "Hey, if you finish early, go ahead and check off some other text um, that are assigned to other people." So I did, and all of a sudden. I hear like behind me, like a cubicle behind me, like, who the fuck checked off my text? And like <laughs> <laughs> stood up and was like, then was going like down the road. Was it you? Was it you? Was it you? And I, so I was like, dude, I did it. He's like, what the fuck were you thinking? He's like, well, I was thinking they told us to do it. Tensions can be pretty high in prison environments. You know? I know, right? No, but this guy was just like, you know. You're lucky that he didn't like shank you with like a sharpened piece of yeah, wood or something. Yeah, sharpened the edge of his DS and just fucking just cut me. <laughs> his stylus is yeah. just like whittled to a point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, he ended up like, it was he was so over the top. He ended up like apologizing, apologizing later later and did like a thing where like he's like, tried to talk to me, like be buddy buddy after like. Because he felt so bad about being an ass. And I was like, oh, man, don't worry about it. I don't really want to know you. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. So, yeah. Um, the coolest thing about Nintendo, working at Nintendo, was eating in their fucking awesome cafe. When I got there, they had just finished building this new, like, lunch area for all the employees. Like, the testers oh, are basically segregated from the real employees. And uh, But the one way we weren't segregated is we could go into the cafeteria. And it was tasty. And then you could buy from the employee store too, which is all right. In cafeteria, we're all are equal. Yeah, we're all are equal. Um, but the one thing, so bring it all home. The one thing I got from my time there was the company culture. So that's why when I talk about Nintendo, um, I got a pretty good sense of the company culture and just how friggin' insulated they are. Like even the American side. Like I know the Japanese side is very insulated, but the American side is super insulated. Um, well, like elaborate on that. How so? Well, like. You know, they're all uh, like there's internal news that you can see and stuff like that. Just they're all like their whole kitty image and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not something that they well, the people there are like Disney people. Like they're like, you know, they live in this kitty world. Like they don't even like I don't know if a lot of them play other systems, other games. Yes, they're like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> They've so, invested their entire persona in the company that they work for. Exactly. And but but they are that person. They are that person who doesn't like violent games. They are that person who thinks that games are for kids and this and that. And you know, so it's just kind of like ingrained in their culture, even on the US side. And then they have the kind of this cult of personality around Reggie, the president. Yeah. Um, so this big cult of personality around him. Oh, here's what Reggie did this weekend. Blah, 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 blah. Like weird shit like that. Like he's some sort of amiable big brother. Yeah. Like the like, big like, brother that you want to get coffee like with. Like he's the big team member. Blah, blah, blah. We're all a big team and this and that. And I really don't like it when companies try to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> when they like throw it down your throat and they're just like, we're all a family. Get along. Yeah, right, right. No, if, if uh, I ever am in charge of a big corporation, I'm going to let the other, you know, the lesser people know that they aren't part of the family. I was going to pull them aside. Listen, you know, you're really, you're not one of us. You just kind of work for us. So, you know. <laughs> if I could have, if I could have like my own perfect, like ideal company, they would just be like, how would you describe your company atmosphere? It'd be like, chill as fuck. <laughs> 
there, there's there's like oh so would you say that you're like really like familial or like you're very you're very open with your employees i'm like just chill the fuck out go get some donuts we got donuts <laughs> Wow, you you sound like you should start a dispensary. I here. actually just <laughs> really sound like I'm high. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm I'm just now realizing that. It yeah. doesn't sound very productive. That's not even much of a thing for me, but I I guess it's just like I get in that headspace with video games and junk food. Yeah, well, no, I, <laughs> I the best companies I've worked for have been the ones where they've allowed people to like you know thrive and do their own thing and not micromanage them, and also just like not have this rigid structure. So I think you're, you're onto something there. Being chill as fuck. Being chill as fuck. Chill I love structures. Fuck. You love structure? Oh yeah. I don't know. I for <laughs> I a feel long like time, everything that you say that you love, you don't really love. Yeah, you just, Jared. just throw it out there. No, I do. Okay. I love structure. I want to be in charge of the structure though. I want to be, you know, the, the architect. The architect <laughs> of the structure. <laughs> okay, so you just want to be in charge and make the structure. You don't Absolutely. want to be submitted I to the structure. I want everyone, you know, I want minions, you know, yeah. in, their, in their certain places where they're supposed to be within the structure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, that's my dream. Okay. Well, hopefully someday we can make that dream happen for you. <laughs> You're certainly on the right track to be like a major, like Fortune 500 CEO. That's what I think. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna come to like the podcast, like studio one day, and Jared's going. You can, to be sorry, like, you can say it's my garage. That's all right. I'm looking around. I'm like, what do I call this place? <laughs> no, really? It's a studio. Though? Studio Five C. Studio Five C. Because we have other studios. I'm gonna get here, and my my station's going to be labeled. Jared's like, you sit there. And you don't talk. You don't talk. Here is your one designated water bottle. That's going to happen the, the day your that, script. that Ben's sick and I have to run the podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't get up on your high horse, kid. You've only been here like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of the gist of my time at Nintendo. And uh, I don't know. A lot of stories I've heard about them since have really kind of cemented what I kind of saw when I was there. Like, for example, um, there was a... A story I read a while back where uh, a developer was talking about Nintendo's lack of online features and stuff, especially for the Wii and then the Wii U. Mm -hmm. And he was saying they were on a conference call with Nintendo. The developer was kind of telling him, referencing, oh, well, we kind of want it to work like this is this and this, kind of like Xbox Live or, you know, this is this and this, kind of like a PlayStation Network game, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then the people on the other side of the phone said, well, actually, we're going to have to have you describe that in detail because we actually haven't played Xbox Live or PSN. Like, they don't actually know how these other systems work. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I know. I know. So that's that's when I talk about Nintendo, I I mean, I grew up on Nintendo as a kid. I I loved them. But I don't have allegiance to companies. I don't have a loyalty to a fucking company because they don't give a shit about me or, you know, their customers. You know, at the end of the day. I feel like the closest thing that I have to that is an allegiance to developers. Yes. No, there are certain developers. Absolutely. Who, um, because 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 they're the creative people actually making the games, and you know they. I don't know. Absolutely, I don't give two shits about whether you're a Nintendo person or an Xbox person or a PS4 person. Whenever somebody asks me those questions, I just don't know what to tell them. I'm like, I I like to play games. Yeah, no good, good games. Anybody <laughs> who has a console loyalty, and especially anybody who has like console fanboy discussions, like battles, is like literally retarded, like clinically retarded. I mean, you ha- you have to be very <laughs> stupid. <laughs> To even engage in that on any level. Literally the, retarded. Literally. I'm not saying they're a retard. They're literally. Li- they're literally, they're messed up in the head. They have social issues and probably intelligence issues. And is there anybody else that could possibly offend with this? Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's just really, really, really pathetic. Ruin something about gender. Like call them queer or something. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Now you've offended the whole, like there, the full spectrum. There we go. Yeah. They, they must be homosexuals. No, there's nothing wrong with being homosexual. 
Oh, I shouldn't even put that in the podcast. Mark was killed. Okay. I like how you can like so like vehemently say that things are like retarded and like bash on like the mentally handicapped or like any other demographic, but then you say something about homosexuals and you're like, no disclaimer though. Oh no, being homosexual. Here's is what okay. it is. Uh, my my <laughs> wife pointed out to me the other day that I'm the only person she knows who still uses the word retard. And here's the thing: I'm going down. I'm sinking with that fucking ship. I'm going down on the retard ship. Okay? <laughs> Because I'm really pissed off this word has become offensive. Choo-choo, hop aboard the retard ship. That's a train. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's sinking. <laughs> Here's the problem. It's, people are just keep, keep on picking new words to get offended by. Tomorrow. Well, it's because nobody likes nobody likes the implications that the word is attached to. So you could even start, call, you could even start um, like disparaging the mentally handicapped with a word like Something okay. What's a nice word for somebody these days? Do people even use nice words for each other these days? Like a like a like a nice like complimentary buddy. word. Like if you called like oh. if buddy buddy could become like a terribly offensive word. Yeah. Over the the course of time, if it's associated with something that's like generally like I don't know. People are sensitive about. Yes. There we go. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to articulate. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. And so basically, my whole thing is. I know people who um, have mental disabilities. I know people who are autistic, who have Asperger's, blah, 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 blah. And I don't think retard when I think of them. I don't think they think retard either. I think the people who really get offended by this are not the people who actually have these issues. I think that – now, I could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong because I'm the only one on this goddamn ship. <laughs> I just, the word retard is just too far for me. It's, it's where I'm, that's where I'm holding my ground on this offensiveness issue. All right. You know? I'm, just, I'm holding my goddamn ground. You do that. People are going to get to the end of this podcast and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> it's, been, it's important. It's really important because I'm going to use this important. word. I'm going to use this word a lot of the podcast because I'm sticking to my goddamn guns. That's all I'm going to say. That's your American right. It's my I'm, not Ameri- even going, I'm not even going to bust out my words. Like I'm very comfortable using like your standard curse words like fuck, shit, damn on the podcast. But I am like... Even more foul mouth than this, just yeah. like at, on the street and I don't on know. The streets. I, on, the, on the streets. <laughs> I'll keep like four of those words in my pocket. <laughs> the thing is, the, the whole point of this podcast is to not worry about that sort of thing. But I agree. Like there's, there's some things that people are so sensitive to and throw such a fuss about. You just cannot say them in any sort of public venue whatsoever. And uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll go very, very quickly to uh, our... Ombudsman Sarah Peters. Is that offensive though? Should it be Ombudswoman? You're right. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll ask her about Ombuds it. person. What do you have to say about what we've been talking about the second half of the show? I'm so lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just it went all downhill. It doesn't make a bit of difference, guys. The balls are inert. Always looking for a way Shit, to use that. Go on. <laughs> the balls are inert. What? <laughs> Alright, well that's all for this very lengthy Gamers Must Die um. podcast. Thank you for joining us, Sarah and Jared and Alex. You're welcome. Pleasure no. being here. Hi. All right, guys. Let's end this shit. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.